Woo-hoo. Oh, this is definitely not safe for work podcast. It is called Vagina. Yeah. Welcome to Vaginas, by the way. <laughs> what do I want to talk about, guys? Anyone else make some particularly frivolous purchases recently? Ooh, good. Oh, I have one I'd like to talk about. Yes, please. I don't feel bad about it, but. Get but it. maybe it will at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the comments. All right. So I've been listening or I've been watching, I guess, the master classes. Um, mm. I do this with my mom. We watch a couple of master classes and then get together and talk about them. And one of my most biggest childhood heroes of my life has a master class. So, of course, I'm going to watch it. Uh, Dr. Jane Goodall. Oh. And oh, I love that woman. She's amazing, but she has this episode about water conservation that really, really got to me. And now I'm like being very careful about my water usage. Mm. And I have now paid a gutter company to come build me gutters and rainwater collection systems at my house. I love it. This doesn't feel not cheap. Yeah. Not cheap. How much is that? Well, for the gutters on both the front house and the back mother-in-law suite that I live in, and then one rain barrel, one on the front house, one on the back house. It's going to be like uh, like $2,500. Hmm. But think of the water you'll have. So what do you do with the water? You water your garden and stuff. Yeah. That's how I'll bathe, henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, an outdoor <laughs> schnood and like, yeah. I, I look- run out in my rain barrel and I go to the front tenants. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need y'all's rain barrel this week. It, I uh... looked into building an outdoor shower in, in Taylor's backyard because I really want one. And you could totally hook up an outdoor shower with a pump to your rain barrel. How cool would that be? We should build a that pipe would be very from cool. your rain barrel. But you need to like our um house. I'd have to like figure out <laughs> a heating Maggie system like two for that as well. They make like outdoor camping mm-hmm. heating showers. So I could maybe rig something up. Oh, you could easily make um, something. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I am excited about it. I'm excited about this purchase. I think it's gonna make me feel good and possibly increase the value of my home. But also like I just got out of credit card debt and just started getting my savings in a place where I liked it. And I'm like, let's go ahead and just spend $2,500 on the house in BD. I have a Because I love Jane Goodall. Um, that's a great... I mean, I, I'm all for this frivolous purchase. But also, do you get any kind of tax cuts for that? Because I know a lot Ooh, of times... I haven't looked into do, it. But you should look into it. Because a lot of times down. when you do stuff like that, like environmentally friendly things to your house... Um, you get some kind of tax cut. We're supposed to get a chicken coop rebate, by the way. Oh, shit. We have to take a class, which, like, they were all closed for COVID. But if we okay. take a class, we get, like, $75. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. How which much basically covers the coop. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Becca had the brilliant idea. Materials. Me and Becca had the brilliant idea of uh, building a chicken coop and having chickens so that we never had to buy eggs. Um, turns out... <laughs> Building a chicken coop and having chickens costs way more than you will ever purchase on eggs. Yeah. But you get the joy of having chickens. The joy is is monumental. It's yeah, you have to factor in the joy cost. Yeah. I knew it was not gonna be like a money saver. It's definitely it was honestly, it was like massively for my mental health during shutdown. Because I'm a massage therapist, I was unemployed for a couple months during COVID. And I basically that's right when Taylor closed on her house. And I was like, please let me be at your house at all times. And And I was also 
unemployed. So it was yeah. great. Because I was like, great, we both don't have jobs. Let's build a chicken coop. It couldn't have been better timing. Yeah. Like, it seems like it would be awful timing, but it was amazing because we were both here every morning at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and we were just worked on the house and worked yep. on the chicken coop. It was awesome. Yeah. It, it kept me great. sane for sure. And it just made us realize, and I know you've talked about this a lot, that we're capable of doing things. 100%. And I think you kind of talk yourself out of, of a lot of stuff and not knowing how to do things. But it's so easy to just learn to do something. Decide it's, you're going to learn to yeah. do something new and then do it. Follow at Capeside Coop on Cape- Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our chickens have an Instagram because we're the worst. Uh, we're the best. my idea because I'm the worst. Um, but yes, Capeside Coop. They're also all named after Dawson's Creek characters. Shout out to Dawson, Pacey, Joey, Audrey. <laughs> uh, Julie, what was your frivolous purchase? Um, okay. Well, in addition to the world's cutest podcasting mics. Oh, my God. Y'all, they're so cute. Yeah, we like... <laughs> they're amazing. Drunkenly last week or two weeks ago, we're like, we're going to... We should have a podcast. And then Julie shows up with like the most high tech podcast. <laughs> Some professional I've shit. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so you just mentioned that y'all talk yourselves out of things too much. Someone teach me your ways. Amazing. Um, no. So um, I today purchased an electric bike. <gasps> What? Want to do that? Wow! Have you got it? That is a good. No, I just I just ordered it today. And what was the motive? The motive behind this motivation? Well, I've been wanting to bike, and the weather has gotten so good. But also, I'm kind of decrepit, and I feel like (laughs) go on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in addition to various ailments and chronic back issues. I also just will never be able to keep up with some of my friends who bike consistently, mm-hmm. but I would like to be able to go with them Aww. and so and enjoy the beautiful weather that we're having. Yeah, and so I, I convinced myself into it. Great idea. And I bought it. How much was it? Um, including tax. I think it was about... 1600 Good and God. change. <laughs> Less than I'm, less than I'm paying for really gutters. Pay like four hundred bucks. <laughs> no, no, a regular bike costs that yes, or more. Yeah, I don't know the price of things. <laughs> what could it have been in a cost, Michael? Ten dollars. <laughs> what, what was it there last week? We were trying to guess how much a, a seated uh, heat. Uh, toilet costs. Oh, a bidet? A bidet. And I was like, with a heated seat. I know. Taylor was like, surely it's like 50 bucks. And I was like, no, I think it's 500 bucks. (laughs) And I think it was somewhere in the middle, was the answer. The one I want is $400. Yeah, $500. I thought it was 50. Heated toilet seats are so worth it, though. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that does go along with the your money, your life stuff, though, because it's like, if you truly want something and know that it'll make you happy which it sounds like that will you get in to enjoy the weather hanging out with your friends then it's worth the money yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping it will be <laughs> I'll go yeah we'll like oh my tailbone what was i thinking we'll have a follow-up yes in on it. i'm afraid um, of bikes so i won't join you ever 
<laughs> like afraid they're gonna jump out at you i'm afraid, afraid i'm gonna die due okay. to loss of control okay um that's a reasonable fear with how many times i've like crashed a motorcycle and stuff uh-huh. but i'll be wearing gear it will be fine <laughs> i'll go on a bike ride with you please do please do um oh was having another thought i don't know what it was any other frivolous purchases undoubtedly <laughs> now I've forgotten. I'm gonna pull up my Amazon uh, really did quick. I buy frivolously this week. That was definitely a big one. This was a big one. Oh, we booked all of our flights for this winter today. Mm. Oh, Ooh, really? When are you? When are you going? I will send the calendar out. Yeah, send it. To join me. I'm definitely. One of my friends did his flight. Dan's flight got canceled to Austin. Oh shit! So there is still a lot of cancellations going on. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been sitting on one that I'm supposed to buy that I just haven't yet. No, scary. I also just bought some flights this past week because I'm going to visit my girlfriend's father Hmm. in Pennsylvania for Christmas. For the first half of that week, also happens to be my girlfriend's birthday. Hmm. Don't really have a choice. How old is she turning? Don't (laughs) have a choice in the matter. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, Taylor. Take your mic's out, your mic's out right now. Uh, into and then the younger I'm women. flying to a different part of the country to hang out with my mom for You're making days. her sound like 17. <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. She's, she's like 27, all right? She's a fully grown adult woman. <laughs> Which is more than I can say about all of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I'm going to go hang out with my mom for a little bit. So flights were not super cheap. And I couldn't travel hack out of it. Yeah, I had like pre I bought this impulsively bought a trip to New York months ago when it was a $26 round trip. And now there's no change fees with United, so I was going to I'm going to end up I'm going to go the first week weekend of December instead. But now <laughs> I looked and the tickets are $450. Jesus. And I was like, "Oh, but I have my $26 credit." So I'm going to have to, I'll probably have to fly Spirit slash JetBlue. Yeah. So this week, um, my mom came over on Sunday and we went to Aldi, the greatest German grocery store in the world. Um, Yes. So that was great. But on the way up there, my mom was like, well, let's stop at this resale shop and I'm going to like look for a thing for my bedroom whatever and then while we were there i was like oh we're really close to a sam's club and they have the softest blankets i've ever felt in my life is this what you're cuddling up with on yes, the couch right now <laughs> it is just you don't even know it's so soft it's brought her a lot of joy it's though. yes so i don't have a sam's club membership but i knew about the soft blankets from my friend sarah who has who has it and who's had it for years and i'm always like this blanket's amazing it's softer than anything in the world so she got me one and i was like one is not enough i was near a sam's i was like fuck it i'm getting a sam's membership just so i can go in there and buy more of these blankets so my mom was totally on board with this insane like fucking side trip to go to sam's so that i was like looking on their website i was like oh great they have a deal if you sign up they credit your account forty dollars on your first purchase and the yearly membership is forty dollars so it's like so basically it's a free year membership yeah um so obviously i signed up and downloaded the app and i was like oh this is a really nice app (laughs) never gonna use this again 
But yeah, so then we went to Sam's and I bought a bunch of blankets and turn that auto yep. renewal off. I did. Nice. They have it in the app. You can go in and turn off auto renewal. The app is amazing. Really, whoever designed this app, like kudos to you because it is beautiful. Now I'm curious. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll be tempted. It's I'm easily I'm easily seduced, guys. Tell us your, your pro tip about auto renewals. Oh, yeah. Uh, just anytime you buy a subscription to something, just turn the auto renewal off. Even if it's something you know you want to keep, that way you at least have to yeah. consciously think about it. Um. Did anyone have any goals that they set last time that they want to discuss? Um, so our last meeting was two weeks ago. Uh, a few of us, maybe all of us, had set certain goals. I'm not sure. I didn't write mine, mine down. Was just to read your money, your life, or your life, and I, I accomplished that. Maggie's at a hundred percent, batting a hundred, batting a hundred, batting a thousand. What's the phrase? Yeah, what, batting a million. Yeah. She's batting a million. Yeah. She she has not stopped batting. <laughs> I've just been batting this whole time. <laughs> um, my goal was also to read your money or your life, and I not only didn't accomplish that, I read a different book. Red a is summary. A, yeah, a red is book. a strong word for what you did. <laughs> just made it three chapters into the summary of a different book. <laughs> I had some other things. Um, oh, you know, I did. I went to go um, look at my auto insurance because I was like, "Yeah, this was this was a win for me today." Um, I went to go look at my auto insurance because I was looking again at all of my monthly spending and just trying to like see how much I'm actually spending every month, how much is coming out of my credit card versus how much is coming directly out of my bank account, and I realized that I was getting charged monthly for my car payments when I thought I had put it on like the six month one time payment, which makes your premium lower by like 80 bucks or so. And they don't charge you monthly fees. And I get on the app and it's showing all of these fees that I didn't know because I don't look at my spending ever, <laughs> uh, which I'm going to start doing now. Um, yeah, I realized I was paying way more than I should have. And I called them and she was like, well, I don't know what we can do. And I was like, well, I'm going to send an angry letter. So I said, it, well, she suggests she's like getting it, get it in writing. We'll see what Just we can you do. send an angry letter. Yes, she said that <laughs> verbatim, Maggie. I suggest you send an angry letter. Um, to our competitor's address. <laughs> so I emailed them and was like, listen, I told you how to put this on a six month payment. I don't know what all these five dollar fees are for. But that's bullshit. And um, they call me back within like 20 minutes. And they were like, yeah, OK, great. We'll take it off. Because they admitted well, whether it was actually their fault or not. They were like, so when you signed up, you did ask for it to be the six month full payment instead of the monthly fees. So we will take that off and give you a, like a $60 Target uh, gift card. Sweet. So I was like, OK, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. <laughs> So that was a win for me financially is that I now have a Target gift card coming to my house. <laughs> well, that's great. Stellar windfall. <laughs> um, yeah. In terms of goals, <laughs> pay my mortgage. And you met it. And I met that Every goal. month so far. So far. For the six months I've owned this house. I find that impressive. Yeah. 
One of the things that I was doing last month was manually entering all of my expenses into a little budget a widget on my phone, and that became overwhelming at some point, partly because of how much I spend, and mm. secondly, because I was just like, man, I have other things I need to do right now, mm. rather than data entry on <laughs> my fucking phone. So I've decided I'm not going to be doing that again, and instead just using Mint, and eventually I think I'll find something that works for me. Nice. If Mint would like to sponsor our podcast... um. That would be great. We're big fans. We are maybe big fans. We will not endorse it though until we get an official sponsorship. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I'm the outcast in in this mint situation in that I was avoiding mint because of paranoia about putting my data mm. into yet another system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave weird. in I gave in today actually. Wow. Yeah. Signed up for mint this morning. I mean they've all got access wow. to everything anyway. Well that's what's insane is when I was si- um so I also have I've mint and I have acorn because of course mm-hmm. mints advertised acorn. I was like this seems cool. Acorn will take small amounts of money um in your bank account and auto invest it for you. I don't even know how it works, really. But they were asking me for all of this banking information and like, do you approve access to all of your bank accounts and your social security number? And it was just like, I guess. Like, why am I? <laughs> I, I did it. So I'm like, I hope it doesn't fuck up. But I was looking at my account um, this week and I saw like the little acorn, like, you know, $5 transfers and stuff. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll see if that works out. I don't really know what they're doing. It's just supposed to like, take small amounts of your money and auto invest it into things apparently who knows how that works i don't <laughs> none of us do so. acorn if you're listening if someone wants to explain what i'm doing on acorn please please let me know um so for my week uh well two weeks i guess Read Your Money or Your Life, which I, I just got the audiobook. I had the book, and then Julie – I need to give your Kindle back. Julie very generously gave me her Kindle, um, which I did not open because I like – and I might have told this story last time. I bought the book, and like one night I was like, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to set up my little lamp, and I got my tea, and I like cuddled up into bed with the book, and I literally didn't even open it. I like for some reason just opened my phone instead. And I don't even know what happened. I blacked out. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Um, so I got the audiobook and I listened to that in Simple Path to Wealth because I really wanted I really want to open my investment account. So I wanted to get that under my belt. Um, I started – well, I researched more into Betterment and Vanguard general investing portfolios. Because I have a 401K, um, I want to keep – and I just have this big – cash you know pile that isn't doing anything for me I really want to just move everything into something that's like easily transferable since I don't really know how it does this make sense I don't really know how I want to be spending that in the immediate future and how much I want to put in like retirement accounts um so I want to put something just in a general investing account which will likely be better meant um though yeah uh, we'll see I guess um yeah, so I looked into both those things, but I didn't. I didn't actually uh, do it, which my goal was to open the account or like like start that platform, and I haven't. So that's going to be the next goal. 
Um, we talked about passive income and one of my like mostly joking passive income was to write erotica to sell on Amazon. Um, and I did technically start it. Um, (laughs) I've got about, it's less than a page, but I have an opening (laughs) line if y'all want to hear it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell the viewers the subject matter of this erotica, but I will tell you it's a niche market. Um, <laughs> um, okay, opening line is, <laughs> very few people know about the president's sex addiction. I'm honored to be one of them. Mm. Anyway, I'm into it already. You hooked me. Right? Thank it's you. a hook. Thank you. Um, By the way, this is not an endorsement. <laughs> or is this about a fictional female president? Because I could be into that book, too. Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely be into that book, too. Well, we'll just see where it goes. A whole presidential erotica series. Yeah. I think Ooh. there's something in it. What if it. it was like a time-traveling presidential erotica <laughs> series? <laughs> in space. I just don't know the science well enough to write it. All the of the presidents are just the same person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I did technically, I, I really waited till the last minute to work on that, but I've been thinking about it all day. Um and did I have anything else? Oh, my business, I had to find a new location and I started at my new location this week. So that was really good. That was a big part of it. And like opening up my business checking account, which has been a long time coming. I only became an LLC after three years of existence two weeks ago. How many weeks? Maybe a month ago. I've been an LLC. Yeah. Yeah, it many was October weeks 1st. Ago. October 1st, I became an LLC. Yeah. Yeah, with especially like, so the issue with going to massage school, let's just go on that tangent. Everyone's on board for it. Um, is that you have business classes. I'm doing air quotes. But our business, our business teacher was a massage therapist who did not own her own business. That it's, is ludicrous. She was the business teacher. And so she was like trying to teach us there would like nothing was taught i guess is what i'm telling everyone here um uh that makes me angry yeah because i paid for that class (laughs) it makes me angry too i left it i'm a very kind like i don't leave bad reviews unless i'm really fired up and i left a very scathing review of that because it was such a gross misuse of our money but well and also like no man would ever accept that like i feel like if that was like a biz like a if they knew that the majority, not to say that it's not, but if they knew the majority of people in that classroom were like white dudes, they would have been like, well, where's your business degree? You know mm. what I mean? Like, I feel like they just think because like that most, I don't know, I'm scratches from the podcast. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I think because they think like yeah. most of it were, were probably women in that class that they could like take advantage of you and you wouldn't say anything like it's fine. She doesn't know anyway. So let's just throw some bullshit out there. It Like, I wouldn't have thought of this as a particularly gendered thing. I totally know what you mean, though. Yeah. But it is more that they assume they they uh they underestimate massage therapists and they kind of assume none of them are type a people they assume like um massage therapists are not business oriented they're not math oriented they're not mm-hmm. budget whatever they're not planners because we have that kind of uh, perhaps well earned stereotype of being kind of airy people um but like in reality a lot of massage therapists whether they're like 
airy or not, like own their own businesses because that's usually the like more lucrative way to do it. Like most massage therapists, if you go, if you have a regular massage therapist at a studio, chances are they also have a side private practice that they do to supplement their income. Um, so like we need to know these things, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't taught. I don't. Well, I don't know why I'm talking about this. But anyways, I'm an LLC now. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I, I think yeah. you are already more qualified to teach that class. I completely agree, and that is maybe that's a side hustle. <laughs> maybe this is a side hustle. Yeah, for you, you could teach yeah. other massage therapists how to actually run a legitimate business. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I have. Once I figure out business taxes, I will absolutely feel more qualified for that. But I've just been filing Schedule Cs, and I think that's going to have to change. So anyways, um, yeah, goals. Goals from the last couple weeks. Goals. I I think my only goal from last time was to read Your Money or Your Life again, which I did, and Mm. it was great. Um. And my end of month finances, which is really an indulgence. So I don't know if that counts for, I don't know what my next goals are either. It is, I think, open enrollment now for health insurance. It is. I'm not going to do it. I'm, we're going to sit down and do it, everybody. (laughs) So my goal this, this next two weeks or however long before we have this again tomorrow, um, is to spend a day with Taylor making spreadsheets and assessing <laughs> her finances. Sure that I have health insurance we're absolutely and then not. researching Hi, health 12. insurance. Yeah, we're absolutely getting health. Yeah, we're researching doing. health insurance and scheduling our tetanus shots. Uh, <laughs> and figuring out when time. she got her IUD so we can put that on her calendar for eight years from now. <laughs> My goal for next time is to make sure all of you got vaccinated. <laughs> Thanks, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> speaking of so as someone who didn't read the book, um, even though I should have, what is y'all's main takeaway from the book? Like what was something that you learned from the book that you think is valuable for someone like me and pe- oh, probably people listening who have not actually read it? I think the hardest hitting for me is the translation of the money you're spending into how much life energy that was for you so like Mm -hmm. figuring out your real hourly wage Mm -hmm. and then every time you spend money like a hundred dollars figuring out how many hours you had to work for that and then really thinking about whether that was worth it Mm -hmm. and that's particularly like i don't know what that is for me Mm -hmm. because i i work for myself i own my company i work crazy hours some days i you know it, it just varies a lot so I don't know my real hourly wage and I probably need to figure that out. But then every time I think about doing it, I'm also like, well, this is different. This season (laughs) is different than the other seasons, Mm -hmm. except they're all crazy seasons. So I don't know. Um, But even just without knowing the number, still just having that thought in mind, like I have been working my ass off. And is this really worth Mm -hmm. that? A $1,600 electric bike. Hopefully worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So things that matter to you. Guys, your house is like so close to mine. I could be over here on my electric bike in like six minutes. I would love that. Oh, Without using any human power. You can't keep. (laughs) Well, they just put all of the, um, I don't know what those things are called. 
What are those little things called? We call them something very inappropriate in Canada, so I'm not going to say that. I have no idea. They're they're like reflector sticks, but that like sticks straight up. Oh yeah, they they put like all the bike lanes and the traffic calming mechanisms. Um, So there's lot. There's like a whole bike path. Bike safety has improved in our neighborhood. Is what we're trying to say. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Also, it's a straight path. (laughs) All four of us grew up together, and now we all live very close to each other. Yep. Um, it's becoming an increasingly codependent situation. <laughs> I don't want to say cultish, but <laughs> well, and we're in each other's But everybody else pods. says that. <laughs> we are. We are in a pod. We're a pod. Um, my takeaway. So that book in particular has quite a bit of homework, mm-hmm. and that's why you. It's recommended that you read it more than once. Um, I think even the first chapter, it's like read this book all the way through once. Then come back and do like all the activities you're meant mm-hmm. to do. So it's kind of hard to get a grasp on the true impact having not yet done those activities. And I think a lot of them will take quite a bit of time, which is a little daunting. But one of the things which is kind of spins off of yours, Julie, is that once you find your whatever hourly income that for life, whatever you're making in your whole life, and then you are choosing what you want to spend money on at that point. I think the thing that impacted me was once you do all that math, you might realize that you're spending a ton of money on something that you actually doesn't make you happy. Mm. Like, I am getting out of this habit, but definitely have in the past had that bad habit of being like, oh, it's late. I'm tired. I don't want to cook food. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I'm just going to order food. But in those scenarios, doing that actually didn't make me happy. It's I, I get enjoyment out of going out to eat when I'm with mm. friends or doing it for like a celebration or something. But it was just me tired after work. That isn't really making me happy. Yeah. And so having some kind of visualization of that and being like, look how much you're spending on things that aren't actually doing anything for you. Right. Um, I think that would be very beneficial once I actually go through all the procedures of doing that math so maggie solved that problem by getting a girlfriend who cooks everything for her yeah that was a problem problem solver for me actually worked out very well she loves it too so it did work out well for me maybe that was a bad example for me to use but you get the point creative problem solving yeah Yeah, I just date someone new who likes to do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just find them. Yeah, just find someone to do (laughs) that. And using her most update your dating profile now. Um, Yeah. So my takeaway is definitely similar. Like, I mean, the the real thing, and even in that podcast summary that you listen to, like they just talk about, like you know, money isn't this hourly wage. It's the time, your very finite resource of time that you're giving in exchange for this amount of money and when you actually calculate it up of your hourly wage um it's gonna affect like how you see money and how you see happiness and all this stuff and it really i found it very profound um and it 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 it, I, it was really profound and also um echoes a lot of the f- ways that i've seen money for a while um i've always like in my head i I like consider 15 minutes of my time a unit and I like years ago calculated how much money I earn per unit and so whenever I buy something I calculate I say how many units that cost me like that's just how I think about like purchases is by units and unit means 15 minutes um 
So that's like always how I think about all purchases. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. One and a half units. Is it worth it? Uh, <laughs> this is so sci-fi. <laughs> I feel like I've talked to you guys about this movie before, but I think about it a lot. It's called In Time. Yes. I love Justin Timberlake. With Justin Timberlake. Yes. They run out of time. You have to buy yes. time to live. So where time is currency. Yeah. This yeah. is a sci-fi futuristic movie. And so like if you're buying a cup of coffee, it's yes. like five minutes of your life. Yeah. life. And you literally, the more wealthy you are, the longer you get to live and you always look beautiful. I think about this movie all the time. Thank that you. is very all the fucking time. It's a great movie. All the fucking time. It is. It's such an interesting way to think about money. It's exactly the way you think about money. It's like, what if aging... Like eventually, you know, your time is like you die and that's the time you have. But what if aging like doesn't exist anymore and like medically we've gone beyond that? Then how do you pay for things? And it's like literally you're paying for your time. Like how, with your time. Can we watch this before our next one? Yeah. We, because I that, really that like the really movie. Good. That is it's really good. So much like your money or your yeah, life. Yeah. And his it's mom is like, Olivia. Uh, Vicky Robbins. We should have a movie watch podcast <laughs> with her. Oh, my God. Like. Vicky? You, wrote, you wrote this movie. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I wonder if the writer <laughs> read the book and was like, that'd make a good movie. <laughs> that'd make a good sci-fi movie, yeah. I'm going to put Justin Timberlake and Olivia, what's her name? I don't remember. The mom is a, uh, fuck, she's married to J- uh, Jason Sudeikis. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde is Olivia the mom? Olivia Wilde is the mom because they don't age. So they oh. look the same. Oh, I was like, She's because super... the mothers are always like 28 years old. That also Olivia. is true. But yeah, so his mom's like super young and hot, even though it's his mom. It's kind of weird, but I'm into it. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> young, hot mom for the podcast. Down, right? <laughs> but yeah, that was my, the life force concept is a takeaway. And I think, and I just think about it all the time now. Um, and it also made me value my job like so much mm. because my job is fucking awesome. And like I love it. Like it brings me joy to work. It makes me feel gratified. It makes my body feel tired in a really satisfying way. And but like in the book, she talks about she's like, yeah, we have investment bakers who become massage therapists and well, become yoga instructors. And I was like, I just skipped it kind of. I mean, I did. I guess I did a corporate job for a while, but um yeah, I, I guess like I often feel less than because I'm in the service industry and I keep feeling like, okay, well, eventually my career has to be something more professional. Like eventually I need to do something more lucrative with my time and eventually, you know, like I want to be more business minded. Um, but then like listening to this is a reminder of like, no, life's not about like climbing an arbitrary career ladder. It's about finding a job that makes you happy. And yeah, maximizing the money that you can earn in a period of time is great for your financial stability. But like, this is how you're spending your life. So it's it's important for me because I often feel less than as yeah. far as career goes. Well, and I think what you've expressed to us in the past is that that feeling comes from external right. treatment. Totally. That the way people treat you now, knowing that you work in massage, is so much different than you were treated working in the corporate world yeah. doing some sort of very fancy international trade negotiating. It's just gun running stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I so the last so people treated her really well when she was a gun runner. <laughs> the, the last guy, like w- this guy that I was seeing very casually before COVID hit, 
um, I was telling him, oh, shit, what was the conversation? But it was such a good example of how people talk to me knowing I'm a massage therapist but knowing nothing else about my financial situation. And he said, oh, I just said I'm a, I'm a rule follower, especially at work. Like, I'm always early. I, like, it's just something I've always done. And he was like, yeah, I used to be a rule follower, but really once you have some money in your savings account, you start to look at things like that differently. He said that to me as like just oh assuming I had no money. It was like the it was the our last date. <laughs> yeah, that's cringy. Yeah. Oh. That's pretty bad. And that's oh. and that's crazy. It's like a 30 something 35-year-old man talking to a 30-year-old woman like that. Can you imagine? No. No. Make me so angry <laughs> just say it. It's hard to picture. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's just making so many assumptions about who you are without right. even really get like trying to figure it out at yeah. all. Just like assuming he knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how I would react. I have so many different like <laughs> scenarios playing out in my head where it's like, do you like then play dumb and like just be really sarcastically stupid until they realize <laughs> that is Becca's go to. It's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> Be like money. What? <laughs> Ew! <laughs> money. What is that? Yeah. Anyways, that's crazy. I mean, I guess it's not. It's probably pretty common. I would be curious to see like what other people's experiences have been with trying to like hold their own in some kind of financial space and just being kind of like, you know, looked down on or assumed that they don't know what they're talking about or that they don't have any money just because of their job or that that too is like just learning more about this and getting into it more. And, you know, us being so open about our financial situations, it's made me realize that your job doesn't necessarily equate to your wealth or how much, you know, your net worth is because you can make a lot of money and a lot of the financial experts talk about this too in the books is that you can make a lot of money and be spending so much more than you're making. So, you, you know, you could have an, a job that pays you $100,000 a year and you're blowing through that plus some. And so you're actually your net worth is worth less than someone who is making $30,000 a year and living within their means and only, you know, live in living off $7,000 a year and they actually have more money than you. So like you can't really assume that someone's job or someone's labor is worth what they're actually, you know, their net worth is um, overall based off how, how they're spending their money and their time. Well, and a part of the reason I think this this whole discussion, these meetings are so dope is it's because we don't talk to each other about it. I think a, a lot of it, especially when it comes to women in the workplace, just historically, like where uh, like employers want to keep you in the dark. I know this is a little old fashioned. Hopefully it's a little better now. They want to keep you in the dark of how much you're earning versus your coworkers. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of walk through life blind of how much money anyone makes. So like you feel like maybe you're earning a fair wage and you like look on Glassdoor or whatever, but that doesn't really help you know very specifics, especially when it's at your own company or whatever. Um, and if people were just more open about it, and I know it's very scary to be open about money, it's very scary to be open about money. Um, but if they were, we'd all know so much more. We'd like yeah. have such a better base level of understanding. And there's just so much shame around it too, yeah. you know, and how much, 
you know, people think that because they work in the service service industry or some other job that maybe doesn't make as much um, as Maggie does it. Or five <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's you a need lot money, of money. Come to me. <laughs> Maggie will be your sugar mama. Um, She's taking. I'm still banking on. We're that, all by in the line. way, that is my long term goal: is to uh, convince Maggie to be my sugar mama. <laughs> um, there's a lot of shame. That's what I was talking about. Shame, yeah. shame, 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 shame. There's a lot of shame around uh, money and how much you make and not understanding things like investing and finance and budgeting, you know, and for your lifestyle. So that's, I think, part of what we're trying to accomplish is just break down that kind of shame around that and just talk about it. We're all, we're trying to figure it out. We're literally in the middle of trying to figure out how to get our shit together. Yeah. And (laughs) Mackie's making a cool pose right now. Are you like very fucking blase cool? Yeah. (laughs) This is Uh, is my podcast vibe. I (laughs) I like it. I think especially talking about shame is really important because that's especially in regards to this like podcast idea um, and like why we all started talking. This was, this was just friends talking about finance before it was the uh, massive podcast dynasty that you know today (laughs) of vaginas um because there's so much shame and it's silly it's silly and I also listened to a Brene Brown thing (laughs) about shame um and podcast brought to you by yeah thanks Brene um and it's and and it is like if you if you assign shame to these things it's only going to weigh you down and we the fact that we assign shame to money the things like which spent is how our life it rotates around it like how we spend our time um but then also and I know I know I keep pushing this but also like sex stuff female anatomy stuff birth control stuff like shame is tied to it and it's dumb like I I would love just more open communication we'd all have better sex if we just talked about sex we'd all have better finances if we talked about finances great parallel that is, true. <sighs> that is and I just true. am really yeah I'm, I've been like spending the last few years trying to eradicate shame from my life and it's slow but it's hard. It's helping, yeah. And I think a relevant comment that I have is something that really impacted my life was this quote, and I'm going to butcher it, and I don't know where it's from, but it's something along the lines of, um, remember the person who like made you feel safe and comfortable with who you are, and this could apply to your money too, like made you feel comfortable in talking about your money, or made you feel comfortable sexually, or talking about sex, or just coming out as who you truly want to be and now know that you have that power to be that person for other people Mm, i love it and so i think like us making each other comfortable talking about money we're giving each other the power to now pass it on yeah and continue the conversation and domino effect it hopefully Totally. Yeah. I love that. Come to us with your money problems and we will give you bad advice. Mm-hmm. But shame-free. Shame-free bad shame advice. Free, totally shame-free terrible advice. <laughs> shame-free terrible <laughs> financial fun advice. Well, and, and yeah, and needless to say, like I think we all know this, but finance has been such a male-dominated area for so long. Um, and I think just so much of that is just culturally like, you know, even though women are traditionally the head of the household, men are still the ones that are considered the financial experts, the ones that go into financial, you know, lucrative type jobs and are on Wall Street and all these other fucking titles and control it and control mm-hmm. it. Um, and 
we have been cut off from that for decades. Uh, so it's time that we start learning about this shit and fucking taking over. Yes. Um, cool. So do we want to, do we talk about goals for, does everyone, did everyone talk about the goals they have for next time? Um, I think I mentioned me not accomplishing my goals for this time. (laughs) (laughs) My goal was to spend a day with Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) My goal is to, um, Google, what's the word? Index funds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My goal is... I tried to do the budgeting thing too intensely last month and it became discouraging. So trying a different method this month that hopefully works better for me. And I'll just keep doing that until I find something that works. But I have a recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I'm the one that sent you the manual budgeting thing last month, which did not work. It was a joint effort, but yeah. um, I have found the other thing that's been helpful for Zach and I when we did start really watching our finances was scheduling a meeting once a week where Mm -hmm. we just check in. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be using mint to automatically track all those things, just having something on the calendar or once a week, you look at the last week. I daily. (laughs) That would be good for me because I don't, I like will do literally anything to avoid looking at my finances. Um, Yeah. It's my favorite part of Saturday. I also, despite having spent so much time working on automating all my bank accounts, they are still not fully automated. No. So it does require me to put have some input in where, what goes where. Um, so I generally check up on things at that point as well. My goal is pretty vague. Um, I would like to find my next book that I want to listen to as well. That'd be nice. I'm listening to I have one downloaded, which I've been meaning to listen to for a long time and haven't, but it's not specifically finance related. I might hit it up. Um, Magic of Thinking Big. You've probably read it. You recommend it? A long time. I don't know if I recommended it. I read it probably like 12 years ago. So I don't remember. I know you recommended to me The Culture Code, which, yeah, I did. Did I? Yes. (laughs) I'm 100% that was you. I don't know. Um, well, anyway, sure? I have those downloaded. I might pick one of them. I'm listening to Daring Greatly by Brene Brown right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, See, this is the thing is I don't know where to start because there's so many different options and things. Your money or your life. We okay, literally fine. handed it to you. <laughs> it is written Shut up! for you. <laughs> and you still said no. <laughs> Listen, I have a very stressful Yes. Life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll read the book. Or just listen to it. Listen. I'll listen to it. I did get the audiobook, so I will listen to it. I also um I do have that inheritance money coming up this week oh, in my shit. bank account. So I did want to ask y'all what you thought I should do with it because I know I should pay off my credit card, blah, 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 boring. But I also need to put money aside to pay my taxes next year. So I'm wondering if I should wait to calculate how much I'm going to owe and then take out a portion of that from the money that my mom gives me. Well, but you won't have to pay taxes till April, right? So, Or later if you file an extension I think <laughs> it's not financial the or classic, tax advice. Classic Julie move. 
Um, I think you will be able to make that decision better if you make a spreadsheet. <laughs> and listen to your, your finances. But what I would do is I would probably put like half and half. I would do like half towards the credit card and then half in cash for your emergency fund if you don't already have one. Hmm. Okay. And then you can use that for taxes if you need to. That's brilliant. Tax fund. <laughs> Your Japan fund. I I relate strongly. It is so fucking hard when you actually have a little bit of money to spend it on boring shit like paying off your credit card debt. Um, we're putting it in savings. So if anyone else can relate to that, so much of my credit card debt was travel and eating. Yes, that's off. true. Technically, that is. I know it's it's. It's interesting because like trying to go and think about in my brain, those things are separate, you know, like, oh, I'm going out and having fun and like going on vacations. And to me, credit card debt feels separate. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's going down. Uh, Credit card debt feels separate to that from that. I'm like, what is all this debt? Where did it come from? Why does it never go away? Uh, It's like, no, those it's because of all that. Um. But yeah, no know. regrets, no, no shame, no, no shame, plans. no regrets. Get no regrets. Get in debt. <laughs> <laughs> That's our official advice. <laughs> Don't get in debt. It's a terrible, terrible psychological self torture. Um, and knowing you did it to yourself is even worse. But at least you did it in a bunch of that. Is, cool yeah, that is true. I did do a lot of fun stuff, but that is my main goal overall is within the next, like, two years. I mean, ideally a year, but yeah. Get, you can definitely do it. First, I need to get rid of all of my debt, and then I can start investing and doing all that fun shit. Nothing makes you feel more cozy than financial independence and a warm blanket. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh <laughs> Cozy up to financial success. <laughs> oh, I did. I did have another frivolous spending thing that I did, but I just want to tell you about it because it's fun, not really because of money. Um, it was. Uh, I know we're still celebrating like monthly anniversaries. It was like our nine month anniversary, and so we went and played an escape game, just the two of us, and it was very fun. Did you oh get my out? Gosh, yeah, did we you? did with 45 seconds left. Holy is, shit. Like, I'm honestly very impressed. Yeah, because apparently with two people, it's pretty hard. It seems like it hard. would be. Yeah. yeah. But we got out. And the reason, I think we could have done it a lot sooner, but there's like, you start out and there's like ver- two very obvious rooms. Like, you're in one room. We know we have to get into that room. We know there's going to be like at least two rooms with the puzzles. I stupidly thought that was it. And so when we're in the second room, I was like, we're way ahead of schedule. There's no need to rush this at all. Like, we've totally got this. We're going to get out with like 30 minutes left. And then another secret door opened. There's a whole other other fucking room. And we only have like 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, shit, we're not getting out of here. (laughs) That's amazing. That is incredible. It was a good time. Do you think it was because of your communication uh, teamwork skills as a couple? Yeah, I think I we definitely make a good team and I'm I'm a really good at delegating cuz one I'm lazy and two I really enjoy seeing people um thrive in their strengths. So anytime she was like, "Oh man, I got this." I was like, "Get it, babe." Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, math." Ugh. 
<laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was fun. I bet the people watching it in their little securities room really loved it. Yeah, they gave us a free like sneak peek into some of the other rooms. And they're like, if you want to come back, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know like if we can handle one that was harder than this because I think that we would have both been actually pretty upset if we didn't get out. <laughs> it is really humiliating to get out, especially when you have a team of like 20 and you're like, why did none of us get I've only done it twice. Once was for Sarah's birthday and we got out in like record fucking time. Once was with my old job, which was all engineers, and we didn't get out because engineers can't work together. It yeah, turns out. I could see that. They all had their own solutions, and they all were really sure their solution was right. And they don't talk to each other. Yeah. They don't listen to each they other. They don't listen. I did an escape room with um, Maggie's friend, Bless. What? In New York? <laughs> yeah. Her Bless, I'm me. sorry I haven't responded to your latest email. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, me. Last time me, uh, one of the last times me and Bless hung out, we did an escape the room with like, it was us and Monica and this guy, Chris, that I was dating. And we did not get out. It was very sad. I really thought we were going to with Bless on our team. What was the theme of the room? Um, It was... Like a weird spy. It was kind of dumb. It was like a spy. <laughs> there was really no strong theme. There's yeah. just like spy oriented. It's like a map on the floor and stuff. I didn't really have any frivolous purchases except a little holder for our eggs from our chickens. <laughs> I got a little spiral wire holder so they can be all presented in our kitchen, which I love a lot. But there's none on there because we keep eating them, which is what you're supposed to do with eggs. In case you didn't know. <laughs> in case you didn't know. I did. I was proud of myself. I didn't buy any clothes, um, which is really hard for me to do. And I started thinking more about like, is this purchase going to benefit me financially or in my job or in some way that isn't stupid like just buying clothes um so i bought a 32 inch curved monitor and because i'm just trying to be julie so i'm buying all the same shit julie has that is a worthy purchase <laughs> it, it is and i got like a stand for my desk and i got a bluetooth um keyboard because i was like if i'm gonna be like doing shit at my desk all day i shouldn't be looking at a 13 inch like tiny fucking totally. computer screen all day and if you're not insured you can't afford to ruin your back and your eyes that way. exactly so i've like actually seriously started investing in like my work supplies which i never did before i was like fuck that i'm gonna go to oldnavy.com and spend 200 more dollars <laughs> i need i need these yoga pants with pockets um I get it. Which is still a great purchase, by the way. But yeah, so I actually like started, you know, trying to think about things like that. And when I was thinking about my house and like what I want to spend money on with the house, I was trying to think about like what I want to do long term with the house. And if long term I'm going to build something on the property, 
then, you know, like 10 years from now, if we're going to like tear this down and build two houses, then there's no point in spending a lot of money on cosmetic stuff. Like getting your house painted costs fucking $4,000. And before I was like, yeah, I'm just going to save up and do it because like I want my house to look cute as fuck. But now it's like, why would I do that if that's not Mm. going to if this is just going to get torn down one day or if it's not going to ultimately like add value to the house, then why am I spending $4,000 when that same amount of money could be spent on a fucking bomb ass vacation to Thailand with all of my friends, which I'm holding all of you to. So $4,000 goes a long way in Thailand. Mm. I could live like a fucking God for $4,000 in Thailand. I agree, All though. I think parts. I have the same thoughts about my house, too, where I'm like, oh, I gotta redo this whole kitchen. And I'm like, ugh! It's so it's tempting. too expensive. And right? Everything's... Who knows if I'm even gonna live here that long, like... It's not worth it. When you really think about it, it's so tempting, because it's like... I mean, I think there are fix. times when it's worth it, but, like, in right. our scenarios, it's, it's not. You need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher so bad. That would change <laughs> your life so much in your yeah. kitchen. That's the one thing. Well, that's see. I want a dishwasher so bad that I am ready to buy a different house in order to dishwasher. <laughs> we can find a place for a dishwasher in your kitchen. I know. I gotta tell uh, Julie's husband is my real estate agent, and tell Mine your husband. Too. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> Mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I gotta tell your husband that's my only requirement in a new house is it has a dishwasher. Um, and a heated. Becca would seat. love if this house had a dishwasher. I don't care about the dishwasher at all. Um, I'm see. I think our house will be improved once we get a garbage disposal. Mm. But even that's not been a big deal at all. We have one. We just got to install it. We just got well, but it's more than that. We have to like rewire shit. To yeah, can Zach come over and? Yes, thank you. Um, see, this is another part of financial. <laughs> yeah, which Vicky Robin talks about yes. is harnessing your community. Harnessing your community. Like loneliness is very expensive. She talks about that. Um, and having a community, you save a lot of money because people will watch your chickens and your dogs and stuff like, like that. Dispo- trash disposers in your sinks. Yeah. Mostly just Zach. Zach's doing all of that. Yeah, Zach's done a lot of work on my house. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I've Zach watched is his the... dogs a few times. <laughs> many, many times. Zach is the uh, manliest <laughs> man we know. <laughs> Anytime. Um, I've repaid Zach by getting wasted with him in good company many times. We have all given him. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, like you can't even put a value on the joy we bring Zach. Okay? <laughs> That's true. He definitely agrees. I'm sure. <laughs> and since this is vaginance, he will never be a guest. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And your personal financial failures. <laughs> Tell us how much debt you're. What'd in. you do wrong? Confessional. Oh my god! Yeah, like what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money? It'll be anonymous. So I bet it would be so cathartic for people to give a financial confessional. And for sure, as mine would be. I'm sure I have some. Probably, uh, I know mine. It's really embarrassing, though. I kind of don't even want to say it. You don't have to say it. This one's not anonymous. Among us, I know. I, <laughs> we can anonymize your voice on the podcast. It was a well. Auto-tune. To be fair, it was a great time. I just spent way too much money on it. I was trying to impress a girl, <laughs> and yeah. bought some extremely expensive tickets to Beyonce. 
That's okay, great. That is not a, ever a financial. I would not spend as much money as I did again. I would go see Beyonce for sure, but not in the same. Were seats. you like front row? I was like fourth row. Holy oh shit! That's awesome. How okay, how much was it? Like how three grand a ticket. I think I know I got them early, like right when they went on sale, and then I had like some kind of VIP access from my credit card or something, and so it was like twelve hundred dollars a ticket or something wow. like that. And you bought both of them. Yeah, it was very generous. Did, did you, you impress them? Yeah, did you get late? I don't think I did that night because we had friends with us um, sharing a hotel, but I did sleep with that person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. Yeah. Happiness versus. <laughs> she is happily married to someone else now, so it feels a little weird to talk about it. <laughs> okay, people, you often fuck don't people worry, before they get married. <laughs> <laughs>